0: What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, It's week three, so we got our power rankings for breaking down the number five spot in the D-backs rotation, who is currently in the lead. And then part two with Silly Baseball, we discussed a little bit more about that Corbin Carroll extension. Is this the right direction baseball is headed in when it comes to paying stars early? We see teams like the Atlanta Braves do it as well. So we're discussing all that and so much more on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast.
1: (laughs)
0: Welcome into the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on Twitter and Twitter. Instagram for the podcast handle, and of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue please continue to tell your friends. Tell your friends to hit subscribe on the Locked on Dimebacks YouTube channel as well. We are closing in on 400 subscribers. I'd like to get there before the start of April, so please hit subscribe on there. And also, I need to tell you, today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this is the game that's definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. Now, for today's podcast, it's week three, so we got to do a little power ranking for the number five spot in the D-backs rotation, and in all honesty, the, the, the ranking hasn't changed, but whether I feel up or down, the little arrow next to each player, either trending upward or downward has changed, because the ranking is still number one, Dre Jameson, number two, Brandon Fatt, number three, Or I might have updated it. I don't even know if I've had in the recent weeks Brandon Fatt number two. But Brandon Fatt now number two. Ryan Nelson number three. Tommy Henry number four. I probably had Ryan Nelson number two in the previous weeks. But Brandon Fatt is definitely number two in the rankings right now. And let's just go through each one of their most recent starts. Because Tommy Henry, he's number fourth in the power ranking. But his arrow is trending upward because in his most recent start, he looked very good. Four innings three hits, 56 pitches, and no walks allowed, no earned runs allowed, three strikeouts. Tommy Henry is starting to turn or corner this spring training. As In his March 3rd appearance, three innings, two earned runs, and then this most recent one, four innings, zero earned runs. So last two appearances, seven innings, two earned runs, so Tommy Henry's starting to look good. He's still the guy I'm least excited for if he won the starting job just because Tommy Henry... Definitely has the lowest ceiling of any of these D-backs rotation starters. I just would feel least confident in Tommy Henry. I think he would perform statistically the worst of any of these D-backs starting pitchers. So he's going to be in the mix. He's still fighting for that number five spot. But I think he's more likely to be a long reliever rotation spot starter when someone gets hurt. He's got the experience on the D-backs. He's pitched more innings and games on the D-backs than any other pitcher but I think we all know he probably has the lowest ceiling he might be a high floor kind of guy because of his pitching style but I think he has the lowest ceiling and he's kind of made for a number five spot because I don't think he has the upside to be in a mid-rotation starter someday I think the best version of Tommy Henry is probably a number four number five starter meanwhile the other three dudes if you told me their best version of themselves is like a solid number three or maybe a low end number two I could believe it with these other three guys because at number three I have to go back and check my last two power rankings. I've Ryan Nelson at number 3. He might have been at number 2 in weeks 1 and 2, but I think Brandon Fat has jumped Ryan Nelson. And Ryan Nelson, one reason Brandon Fat has jumped him is because Brandon Fat has been so good this spring training. And then vice versa. Ryan Nelson has been pretty bad this tra- this spring training, but in his most recent appearance, which was March 12th, Ryan Nelson looked solid. 2.2 innings pitch, still gave up four hits, still gave up one earned run, still had a walk, but two strikeouts, and he just looked a little bit more comfortable out there than he normally does. Came in, in a relief appearance, so he came in after Jay Jameson, and he also had a pretty solid stint in the b game for the catholic league those stats don't count towards spring training but he at least in his last couple outings have looked a little bit better he started spring training really rough with back-to-back outings excuse me his first outing gave up four earned runs and then has progressively gone better each time out there ryan nelson i think has that upward arrow again right next to his name like a tommy henry but i think he's still number three in the row in the number five spot in the rotation rankings, just because I think Brandon Fat has been so dominant this spring training, has looked so good. Meanwhile, Ryan Nelson hasn't looked as good as him, and he still has a lot of things he's still he's still trying to work on himself this spring training with the secondary pitches, the off-speed pitches. He's still working with Brent Strom to make sure he doesn't get that arm fatigue as he pitches deeper and later into a ball game. And I think Ryan Nelson. Probably will have more opportunity on major, major league level this season than Brandon Fat. But in terms of who I think is most likely to win the rotation spot right now, even though Ryan Nelson has more experience than a Brandon Fatt on the major league level, I think Brandon Fat has shown so much upside and been so good at the end of last season's minor league season and been so good this spring training. I wouldn't be surprised if the competition ended today. Torrey Lavella would have a little bit more confidence in Brandon Fatt as their number five starter than a Ryan Nelson, because that brings me to Brandon Fatt at number two here in the rotation, and he's actually coming off his worst start this spring training. He had allowed four runs over three innings pitch, but it was a very interesting start by Brandon Fatt, and actually one that might have even boosted his chances in this rotation rankings. Um, even though he gave up the four runs. They all came in the first inning. I believe they all came within the first two outs of the first inning. Like, Brandon Fat was getting lit up in that first inning, gave up the four runs, and he was kind of being knocked around. So, Torrey Lovello took him out the game because the weird thing in spring training, you could just take guys out and put them in whenever you want. So, he was taken out in the first inning with two outs, and then he had like 30 more pitches he could play with in his you know projected pitching hole, his, his projected pitch count. So... Toy Lavelle took him out in the first inning with two outs after being knocked around, and then Toy Lavelle put him back in the second inning with like 30 pitches left in his projected count, and from then on, out, second inning on, he pitched another 2.1 innings and only allowed one more hit during that stretch, no earned runs, and looked fantastic. So I actually think this might have boosted him because you got to see what he looked like In that first inning, Wayne looks a little rough, a little bit out of rhythm, and then he comes back in that second inning and just settles down and looks great the rest of the way. It was kind of Merrill Kelly-esque because Merrill Kelly, we know last season, that first inning, those first couple innings for Merrill Kelly, were really a struggle, and his ERA was like um, very un-Merrill Kelly-esque. Like His ERA in those first couple innings were a lot worse than every other inning, so it was always like, okay, Merrill Kelly could get through the first five batters of a ball game, like, he's probably going to be cruising and we're in for a Cy Young performance. It was just you never knew about those first couple of innings of Merrill Kelly. And more often than not, he was fine those first couple innings in a ball game. But if he was going to struggle in a game, it was going to be early. And the same could be said for Brandon Fatt in this one. And the way he bounced back and was able to fight through adversity, I think, showed a lot to this pitching staff. To Toy Lavello, I think it showed a lot. So I think Brandon Fat actually might have helped out his case a little bit by struggling early and then settling down and looking good the rest of the way. And then Dre Jameson, who I still think is number one in this rotation ranking. And real quick for Brandon Fatt, I think for the arrow next to him, I'll just have it going in both directions. I don't think he's trending upward or downward after his most recent appearance. But for Dre Jameson, Dre Jameson, He's definitely trending downward right now. I still think he's number one. I still think he's a favorite to win their number five rotation spot. But in his last two appearances, March 6th and March 12th, a March 6, 2.2 innings pitch, three earned runs, and then March 12th, three innings pitch, five earned runs. Dre Jameson has been lit up for eight runs over his last 5.2 innings pitch, has not looked like the same guy early in spring training maybe teams are starting to adjust to a Jamison, jameson but i still think he has the deepest arsenal of all these pitchers and he's still the guy that have the most confidence in he's athletic he's tall he's lanky needs to put probably a little bit more muscle and build on that body but i don't see why he wouldn't still be the favorite right now because ryan nelson still hasn't had like a string of good games Tommy Henry, I don't think he has a ceiling. I think it's, right now, I really do think it's Brandon Fatt versus Dre Jameson for that number five spot, because even though Dre Jameson had that four runs allowed, he looked so good in that second inning on, like, Dre Jameson hasn't had a start like that where he was bad early, came back later to dominate, Brandon Fatt has, so right now, it's definitely Dre Jameson, 1A, Brandon Fatt, 1B, but... Could Brandon Fatt be closing in a little bit on Dre Jameson? Maybe. I still think the D-backs are going lean with the experience that Jameson had last year with the D-backs. But uh, at some point, the talent of Brandon Fatt just might be undeniable. He just might be too damn good. And we might just be forced to put him in the rotation, give him opportunity. Because I think this is going to be a big season for the D-backs, giving as many opportunities as possible to these young prospects being called up all season long. And so the D-backs GM, Mike Hazen, is going to have to be really suave on when he wants to call up people from the minor league system. And if you want to play GM, then you need to download the Ultimate Baseball GM app because I'm really geeked out by our new partners. I don't know if you can tell, but today's episode is brought to you by the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. And this is why I love it because have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM, and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream has finally come true, and this game is definitely for you if you've ever dreamed of being a GM, because you get to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through your season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go as you want and when you want to. If you've ever played Madden or The Show or NBA 2K and they have that little franchise GM mode where you get to run your team, this is basically that, but it does it on an app. And growing up growing up as a kid, That was always my favorite part of playing those games. I want to be the fake GM, right? That's why I love doing fantasy sports, because I get to be the fake GM. And with this app, you can be the fake GM all you want. You get to pick your team, draft your players. And the best part is you can play it against your friends. Right now, me and the other Lockdown hosts are making our teams, and we're playing against each other. And guess what? None of them are as good as me when it comes to drafting. I know because I beat them in fantasy football. I beat them in fantasy baseball. I'm the best fantasy person out there. So the fact that there's now a mobile game where I get to pretend that I'm the GM and play against my friends, I don't even need Wi-Fi to do it. I just have to have the app downloaded. I'm over the moon with this app. So please, locked on Dimebacks listeners, get a hundred percent free boost to your franchise when using promo code locked on in the game store. Go check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today.
1: All right, we're here with the great Oscar-nominated Millard Thomas. Wait, you were nominated for which one? You were done for the Hurt Locker, I think, Best Supporting Ooh. Actor. I may, oh. I may have to, rem- I may have to look that up. I may have my facts wrong on that, but um, it was a good movie though. If you haven't seen it, Mm-mm, no, I haven't. Um,
0: unfortunately,
1: it's uh, uh, came out in 2010 about a guy in the Iraq War whose job it was. Jeremy Renner, who played Hawkeye. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, plays a bomb diffuser um, in the Iraq War. And it's uh, it's kind of tense. Yeah, I don't
0: intense. think I want to be a war character. I'd rather be like Willie Beeman in Any Given Sunday. I'd rather play what? a character like that. Nice a little bit more beat, you know?
1: By the way, uh, the uh, Jeremy Renner in The Hurt Locker, well, that one Best Picture. That's the answer to a trivia question, which is, what's the first film to win Best Director? That was directed by a woman. It was Catherine Bigelow, director of *The Hurt Locker*, mm. which is a kind of a very tense uh war movie from the Iraq War. Catherine are Bigelow.
0: We, are we bringing back *Locked On MLB* trivia soon?
1: All uh, right, well, I bring it
0: back. That's our rumor.
1: Bring it back. Well, yeah, I got I got a bunch of things for that. But um, and by the way, thanks for making *Locked On MLB* your first listen. Obviously, make *Locked On Diamondbacks* your second listen. Checked out *Locked On Fantasy Baseball*. For your third listen, you can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Hey, Miller Thomas, let me just, on the final segment here, tell you philosophically why I'm enjoying this. Okay. Um, the Padres. Now, they haven't won the World Series yet. How They haven't gotten to the World Series since 1998. But they are putting together a superstar team. Love Some it. of the players are homegrown. Some of their players were acquired, but either way, uh, either way they have with the signings of Bogarts, the signing of Machado, the signing of Tatis Jr. Looks like Hater's going to be around for a while. They want to lock up Soto for the long-term. Darvish. They, Darvish. they have put together a team where San Diego fans at least know the team is saying, hey, We're not New York, we're not Chicago, we're not Boston, we're not San Francisco, but we're going for it, and we're going for it for the next few years. So climb on board. One of these years, it's all going to click together, and you're going to love it. Arizona seems to be taking a little bit of that lesson to heart, that they're telling their fans, hey, we're going to keep our good players. And you know what? We're not saying we're going to win it every year. But one of these years, like an eclipse, everything will line up kind of like how it eventually did for Washington, like how it did for Atlanta. And one of those years, if you stick with us, a player you will recognize, kind of like when Freddie Freeman was jumping up and winning, or kind of like when Steven Strasburg won the World Series MVP for Washington, someone you'll recognize is going to win. We're going to win a World Series title. So climb on board and we're going to keep our good players And we'll, you know, basically, if we want to have a good product on the field, we're going to have to spend some money. Mm -hmm. So let's, we may spend some money earlier. Let's start putting this team together. And instead of being, oh, let's cut every corner and, oh, we can't do that. It's poor diamond packs. We can't do anything, cupping out clip on, you know, know, coupons there. Like, oh, we're going to go to Ralph's, you know. No, they're saying we're going to try to put a product on the field. And the Diamondbacks, I think, are learning the San Diego lesson because there was a, uh, a a thing I saw on Twitter, which was the Padres have to deal with the fact that their um, uh, season ticket requests are going off the charts right now. They're selling tickets like crazy. San Diego's like, we're in, show us, show us. And guess what? There's going to be, if they do this right, the park in Phoenix, which I almost called the Bob is going to be so filled. There's going to be they'll they'll the, the swimming pool will be packed. So I, I want to see more teams take this mindset of, okay, if we're going to be good, let's keep our good players. Let's put a product on the field. It's entertainment. Damn it. Yeah. It's summer entertainment. Like jaws, like star Wars was when I was a kid. Also baseball, and it's a it's the perfect sport for the internet age. Get those stars on there. Don't have an antagonistic relationship with them, and keep them together so the fans can get to know them. So good on the Diamondbacks for at least taking the steps of putting a good, fun product on the field and telling their fans, "Guess what, folks? Yeah, you can buy those uniforms. We're not gonna. You don't have to burn them anytime soon. When this guy's not going to be traded to San to uh, uh St. Louis anytime soon."
0: The NBA playoffs are around the corner, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 as bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. The reason I love FanDuel is because of those same-game parlays. FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. My favorite same-game parlay is to do with the Lakers. You take Anthony Davis, 25 points, AD, 10 rebounds, and now I got D'Angelo Russell, three threes made, 18 points, Lakers win, all five legs. That's like plus 450 or something, if better. Not always instant money, but sometimes money in my pocket. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com/lockdown. That's fanduel.com/lockdown to learn more. Make every moment more at FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yeah. And for the quote unquote small market teams, this is the way to circumvent the idea of we have Manny Machado here for all these years. He's gone through the arbitration process. But now it's like, do we want to pay this guy 300 million? Can we afford that? Guess what? You pay that guy 150 million eight years earlier, and they don't have to worry about that, and you still get all the prime years. That's what the D-backs are doing here. If you want to compete with the Padres of the world, you're going to need star talent, and the way to get that is for the D-backs is through homegrown, through the system, and if you want to keep those players, because the D-backs are kind of showed you they're not going to go out there and keep the guys like Paul Goldschmidt, right? He was a homegrown player. He was an MVP. He was a MVP-type player, face of the franchise, but they let his contract get way too far down the line and they weren't going to pay him the exorbitant money that he was owed and what he was worth. And, He was a guy going to enter his early 30s, and the D backs didn't want to pay him that amount of money for a team that they felt like wasn't going to win a World Series in the near future. But when you look at the way the D backs are building it now, you're going to get your all-star level players. You know, it's a little bit of a risk because you're betting on these guys way early. But if these guys hit, then you're getting all these guys for super value contracts. And that's the way you keep the talent in the building. You're paying them under 20 million, 15, 16 to get that all-star level player in the building, keeping him long term. But also not breaking the bank at the same time because we know teams like the D-backs are going, to, are, are going to make the claims that they're poor and they don't have the money and they can't go out there and spend like the Padres and the Dodgers of the world. They're not going to drop the bags on these 25 to $30 million players, so it's easier for them. When they think they have one of those players in the building before they even pop, when they have that little diamond in the rough, they just see the little shine of the diamond. They haven't even dug it out the mine yet. They haven't even done, done the digging yet. They haven't done the polishing yet. Yeah, they haven't blown it off yet. While it's still just a little flash of diamond, they said, "You know what? We know this diamond is going to be worth thirty million. So let's pay him fifteen million right now for a long-term deal and lock him up so we don't have to do." Deal with it, you know, down the road because we've seen other teams do this. The White Sox locked up Eloy Jimenez and Luis Roberts, who really cheap deals early. The Braves have been doing it with the Ronald Acuna of the world. The Braves do
1: it better than anybody. Braves have the formula down. You know the Braves are going to be really good for the rest of this decade, and there's going to be a lot of people you recognize on that squad, and they'll probably win another pennant along the way.
0: So I think that's the model of what the D-backs are going off of. You that's look at great. the Braves. Yeah, Ronald Acuna, he signed a $100 million deal early before he really even popped. They'd done it with Michael Harris. They just did it with Austin Riley. Like, I love what the Braves are doing. I think the D-backs are following in that path of locking up these dudes who you think could be future superstars early in their careers before they break the bank down the line.
1: And look at I like Moneyball, which was an Oscar-nominated film about 10 years ago. Maybe you my yeah, top five. I love that movie. And yeah, when the Rays do their thing, it's like wow I don't even know how they do it but you know what as a fan seeing that revolving door of people like part of being a fan is getting attached to a player Mm -hmm. and I know plenty of A's fans I know many many A's fans and I know my share of Rays fans as well who love their team but they do get a little crestfallen like oh I liked him I was hoping he'd stick around yeah I I liked Olsen all right. Well, we lost Murphy. I no, because in
0: the back of my mind, as a D backs fan, knowing Corbin Carrolls and the Drew Jones and the Jordan Lawlers are coming up, in the back of my mind, I am thinking are these guys going to hit their ceiling, look like future MVPs? And then walk in free agency. Is that going to be the ultimate destiny once all these guys are actually good at the same time and all hitting their stride? Are we only gonna have one to a three-year window of all that before they all try to sign 25, 30 million dollar contracts in free agency? That was something that was always in the back of my mind as we saw this team grow and get better. But now, looking at the D back's new philosophy, it seems like we won't have to have those worries because of the Drew Jones and Jordan Lawlers flash enough early it seems like the D-backs will probably lock them up as well and that's what you want as a fan right you don't want these guys to hit their ceiling and then leave in free agency that's the worst thing that can happen to you so I'll rather pay these guys early take the risk take the gamble because I still think you could trade a Corbin Carroll even if he's not as good as the number two prospect in all baseball I still think someone would take the fastest player in baseball on a 15 million dollar contract so these guys are still assets even if they aren't as good as maybe we make them out to be when they're, you know, prospects. Well,
1: then eventually everything lines up and you win. And you what do you say when you win? You say, I want to thank the members of the Academy. Uh, I want to thank everyone at Universal and everything like that. I, you know what? I'd like to thank the members of the Academy. I'd like to thank Miller Thomas for being there this whole time. Thanks for collaborating with us. I want to thank uh, my family. I want to, and of course, I want to thank the good people at, LinkedIn jobs yep. and a built bar for making this possible. Miller Thomas, tell people where they can find you.
0: Follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account. Look like up Lockdown on Dimebacks on Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. We're approaching 400, 400 subscribers on YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Lockdown on Dimebacks YouTube channel.
1: And follow us at Lockdown on MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And check out uh, in a couple weeks, I'm working on you know, there's the In Memoriam video from the Oscars tonight. I'm working on the baseball In Memoriam that I do every year. I've done every year since 2014. And, uh, man, we just, we're adding more and more names to it. Jesus Alou of the Alou brothers. May you rest in peace. We lost him over the weekend. And uh, uh, the, the Alou brothers. At one point, the, the Giants had Felipe, Jesus, and Matty Alou in the same outfield the Alou brothers and Maddie wound up winning his uh, world series with the A's and later Jesus won with the A's and Felipe was the manager of the Montreal Expos the year that they pulled the rug from them in 1994 when they had the best team in the national league, probably the best team in baseball and then the strike hit and we never had baseball again. So that, baseball was never the same in Montreal after that, but rest in peace, uh, Jesus Alou. And I'm going to, the Oscars are going to start very soon. I got my tux on. I'm going the red cool. carpet. This has been Locked on MLB. We're recording this on the 12th day of March. Well, we'll probably drop it on the 12th day of March, 2023. I'm Sully. That's Miller Thomas. For your consideration, a fist pump.
0: That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's pod. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every day. Make your second listen of the day, the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast with hosts Matt and Dom, who will keep you up to date with all the fancy analysis and news they you need all season long. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Nooses.